Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Scoob. Directed by Toby Cavone, Scoob is the computer-animated comedy mystery film based on the Scooby-Doo franchise and other Hanna-Barbera properties. The movie is out now streaming, but if you haven't watched Scoob yet and you want to, go watch it first before you listen to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Scoob is a reboot of the Scooby-Doo film series and is intended to be the first instalment in a series of films set within the Hanna-Barbera shared cinematic universe. Luke, you have the plot. With hundreds of cases solved and adventures shared, the mystery gang face their biggest, most challenging mystery ever as they are enlisted by Blue Falcon, a plot by Dick Dastardly to open the underworld and unleash the ghost dog Cerebus upon the world. As they race to stop this global dog apocalypse, the gang discovers that Scooby has a secret legacy and an epic destiny greater than anyone could have imagined. So they've rebooted Scooby-Doo. Here we are. Full CGI movie. You know, we get plenty of... I guess, 2D animated movies every year. We No, we, no one really watches any of them, let's be honest. But hang they're on. going... Hang on. We uh, did, we did the Batman. We did the, yes. did, was it Ninja Turtles or was that a Batman thing? I don't that know. That was Batman as well. If Batman's in it, it's, we'll all, it's all a blur. Yeah, Batman's in it. We we'll did, do it. what was it? Uh, Batman, Brave and the Bold and Scooby-Doo. We did that one. That's, that's what that was, yeah. Um, but I guess what they're doing differently here is a shared universe that Hanna-Barbera, all of those shows, Dick Dastardly, that one with the caveman. Captain Caveman. And honestly, as a kid, it was a favourite of mine. We don't really get Captain Caveman here. We get Tracy Morgan doing Tracy Morgan. But anyway, we'll get into it. (laughs) It is. Um, So that's that's what they're doing, but I'm not going to sugarcoat anything here. I didn't like it. This is not a Scooby-Doo movie. This is, well, I mean, it is a, I guess it's a Hanna-Barbera film and they're successfully, I guess, crossing over the universe and combining all these characters from these different properties and putting it to some sort of cohesive story. So I guess that's a well done, but it's, you know, Scooby is the title. There's a big exclamation mark on it, but it's not a Scooby-Doo movie. Not to me anyway. Disagree. This movie is very much a Scooby Shaggy movie. Yes, there is other characters from oh, the, the characters are in Barbara it. shared universe, and of course, the rest of the the Scooby Gang or the Mystery Gang. But it is no, it is. It's it's the origin, the friendship between Scooby Doo and Shaggy. That's the heart. I'm not, of I'm not saying it's not about. It's not about Scooby and the gang and all that. Like, you're right. It's about Scooby-Doo and it's about Shaggy. But for what Scooby-Doo is, you know, solving those mysteries, hunting ghosts and monsters and ghouls and, you know, all that, you know, the supernatural stuff that turns out not to be supernatural. It's just the janitor or whoever owns the amusement park that, you know, oh, it was Mr. Rogers the whole time. All of that. That's, you know, Scooby-Doo. Them running around doing that stuff, thinking things are real and then it's not. That's not what this is. This is a superhero okay. movie. This yeah. is right. I I see. This yeah. is not. There is no Scooby Doo DNA in this. And for the whole movie, I was like, "This is crap." 
I mean, there is. There is Scooby-Doo DNA. So we, oh, we find them scene. as kids <laughs> when they solve yeah, the first crime. That's the Scooby-Doo part of the movie, and then that's it. Then it's oh, done. There's more. there's more. We get the opening title sequence where they do a... I did like that. Rendition I did like that. Classic TV mm. opening, which was fantastic, and the song. But then when you've got Scooby and Shaggy at the bowling alley. So that's classic Scooby-Doo as well. Now, to and give you a bit of context, I watch this movie with my eight-year-old and my two-year-old. And I'm like, I know at times Scooby-Doo can be a little bit scary because you're right, it's often a guy in a mask or more often than not, it's a guy in a mask. <laughs> but when I was watching the, the bowling alley scene and then the pins were, you know, being sinister and were attacking them, I saw fear. And I felt at the time I was being a very <laughs> irresponsible parent and I yeah. held my daughter close and then she was okay. And I think the reason why... You're not as soft. <laughs> the reason why... No, listen. The reason why she was... It's, it is a lot. Like It is not what she's used to watching. So in that moment, yeah, okay. it was a lot. But for the rest of the movie, she was absolutely fine. I think that's leaning into the point you're making. If because that's for me the opening is the first ten minutes maybe is Scooby Doo. You do right. get those scares, but then for the rest of the movie, not a bother. She was okay because we we pretty much left the scares behind. So yeah, I'm actually agreeing with you because we do we leave what we know as classic Scooby Doo. You know the you know the the kid scares. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's a it's a superhero movie. Past the opening credits. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a superhero movie. It's a sci-fi adventure action animated flick. That's what this is. And but you uh, know what? Even even being a superhero movie, if that's what we're going to call it from that point onwards, it's not necessarily a good one. And the reason why I'm saying that is because as well as watching Scooby-Doo and Captain Caveman as a kid, I used to watch Blue Falcon and Dynamo. And his, yeah. him being included in this movie had me excited. And we had, who did they cast? Mark Wahlberg Mark as Wahlberg, Blue Falcon. Yeah. And I was excited until we find out it's not really Blue Falcon. It's his son, Brian. I was disappointed with that. I really was. Bloody Brian. Well, they can play with the whole, you know, yeah, he's a superhero, but, you know, he's a coward. He's got a legacy to live up to. And he's not quite, you know, he's not quite there. And... I forget, does he even, by the end of it, does he come good? I think he has a moment, doesn't he? he does. Yeah, it, it does. He does. I think yeah. the fact that he's, that he's still there and he's standing up, yeah, he does. He has his moment at the end. But again, like, it wasn't Blue Falcon, it was Blue Falcon Jr. And I completely yeah. missed voicing Dynamo the Dog Wonder was Ken Jeong. I didn't know until the end. Just yeah, he's doing his voice. <laughs> He's doing something very different to what I, you know, we normally get with Kenji Young. But yeah, I, I missed that as well until the credits. I was like, what? Um, what I found inter- interesting that the, the properties they chose to cross over were ones that, you know, there were human characters crossed with a dino, you know, the, you know, the, the shows with a, uh, with a, I was going to say dinosaur, with a dog sidekick or partner or something, you know, a dino mutt. Obviously, you got Muttley with the, with the Dick Dastardly. Um, thing as well on him Jason Isaacs as Dick Dastardly as our villain makes no sense to me whatsoever <laughs> that they would cast Jason Isaacs I I, I really like well, Isaacs not? as an actor <laughs> well because he 
he sounds like Dick Dastardly, which is great. If we look at the, the cast here, I mean, we've not mentioned the fact that the Scooby gang have been completely recast from who we'd normally get in these movies. Like, you've not got Matthew Lillard. You've got yeah. um, Will Forte, an actor who I really like. But they've decided to recast a lot of these characters. But then if you're looking at someone like Scooby-Doo, Frank Welker, who always voices Scooby, they've brought him back. Billy hmm. West is Mutley. He's back. But they've gone for ja- uh, Jason Isaacs, who really is good. Like, we, what did we do last time animated with him? The Adams Family. And he was good in that as well. I just think, you know, an actor like Jason Isaacs, he can go out and get anything. Get was most he roles. Family? He was Gomez. And he sounded just like Gomez. And I remember when we were reviewing it, thinking, wow, he'd make a great live-action Gomez. I just, what I don't like about this movie, and it does leave a bad taste in my mouth, is the fact that because it's a bigger movie, they've shoved the other actors to the side. And mm. I just think did, this movie didn't need Jason Isaacs. If you look at the other big names, I mean, Zac Efron is Fred. Is he good in this? Yeah, I'd say so. You know, Efron's doing a good job. I just don't think they needed to go to these big actors. You're and right. then, yeah, it's like, is his name on the poster? Because Zac Efron is a yeah, name. No, yeah, no, they yeah, are advertising. The and I mentioned, okay. so this movie is available streaming, which is a whole other thing. Like, if not for COVID, this was due to get a theatrical release. They've released mm. the um, streaming, and it's everywhere. Amazon, iTunes, uh, YouTube, Google Play, everywhere has got it. And if you look on iTunes, they've got big banners and it's got the character and the actor's name. So in the marketing, they are using the actors. So I guess that's, that's why they've done it. But if you just think of all the voice actors working out there that do all these direct-to-home release movies, they're not getting Scoob money. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't yeah. know. But like you, you said already, you don't need them. You don't need Amanda Seyfried, Seyfried, always say her name wrong. It's you don't hard. need her as, as Daphne, you know? You, yeah. It's, it's, None of them are giving bad performances. I just don't think we... Who's that for? The kids don't give a shit. Mm. They don't care. My eight-year-old doesn't know who Will Forte is. She's not watching this movie for Will Forte. So it doesn't matter <laughs> if it's Matthew Lillard or Will Forte. I mean, you already you already named job Tracy Morgan as well as, as Captain Caveman. Like, yeah, and he doesn't even that. Like, it's yeah. a fun name, and, and we're like, oh, wow, that's Tracy Morgan, and we're having a good time with it. But it's like, they literally just could have gotten some guy to just grunt and, you know, say a few lines, and then... The most confusing You could have done it. It's crazy. <laughs> the most confusing person... Yeah, thank you. Of all, <laughs> Simon Cowell as himself. What year is this? Now, I know that he's still doing... What is it? American Idol in the US. But it, is again, he? He is, yeah. Is he doing American Idol? Or is he, is is he Idol? just no, like... Am I getting mixed? No, 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 he's not. Oh, with the talent Amer- one. America's Got Talent, yeah. Sure. That one. I was like, is American Idol still a thing? <laughs> they sometimes sing America's Got Talent. They're, they're very much. Nah. Anyway, <laughs> Simon Cowell. I mean, he must still have an audience in the US. He must do. Yeah, it's... It's obvious. But it just takes me back to, you know, like, was it Shrek 2 that had the Simon Cowell 
they had like a he was in it in some I don't know if it was just like in the end that credits was, or something. That's that's a good point because like mate, that that film was almost twenty years ago. Yeah, what was that like two thousand? I want to say two or three or something. I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm guessing I could be wrong. Get me Simon like, Cowell. <laughs> but it's just it that just shows like it's been done. It's not. I don't know. But you, you're right with trying to date the movie. It's like because you had the kids, and then it sort of obviously flash forwards when they were older, but they were obviously still teenagers. And it's like you know the the music that were that they had for like the soundtrack during those early scenes, and that jumped forward a little bit. And I was like, are we like in the mid 2000s early 2000s or something and i couldn't really understand why i was like is it modern and i was just confused i was like i'd take it as present day if if they don't specify i think the assumption is going to be that it's present day just before we move on i just want to mention i saw the trailer the other day there's a new scooby-doo film coming out of course matthew lillard is back as shaggy but i don't think we pay close enough attention to what they do in these movies like there's there's one where they cross over with kiss and Jane Silent Bob are in it, or at least <laughs> Kevin Smith and Jay Muse are in it. But the new one coming up, you've got the Scooby Gang, and Elvira is in it, voicing herself, and playing the main villain is Jonathan Crane, Scarecrow, the Batman villain. Bonkers what they do in those what? Okay. home release animated movies. But anyway, I thought let's... the weirdest thing they, they did was the Supernatural episode. That was fantastic. That was a really good it episode. Was it was. Fun. It was one anyway, of the only. We do this movie. We're here to talk about <laughs> Scoob. So let's talk Scoob. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what else is there really to talk about? I, I don't okay. know. I just want, I just want Again, to get us on track. Right after the, you know, right after the movie really starts, you know, after the opening credits, it's like they split up the Scooby Gang, which you know they did it in that live action movie with. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Matthew Lillard and stuff. You know, they split the gang up and it was about them coming back together. That was part of the plot. This movie literally just separates them, just to separate them. So Shaggy and and Scooby are on the Blue Falcon ship, whatever it's called, the Millennium Falcon ship. It's obviously not called that. Don't send me letters. Um, Yeah, and then there's a conflict between them. It's like Scooby is like a superhero dog now and Shaggy's like, but he's my friend. I got him this collar. He said he'd never take it off. And it's like trying to be emotive. And I just couldn't buy it at all. I don't know. It just seemed really forced. I know kids movie for a younger audience. I get it. But there's a way to appeal to me and it wasn't doing it. Um, And that's the movie until the end. Until all the characters gather together and caveman guys there and captain caveman how can you not get that right yeah i don't know I don't Tell you what, this, all... isn't, this isn't this isn't <laughs> an era of my i knew scooby-doo i knew <laughs> scooby-doo that's it i know the all, flintstones I've got two things to say them over again we had a good things to say somewhere <laughs> matthew lillard's ears are burning because we're we're name dropping him left right, and center let's the tag him thing, in the pot let's let's, let's put it. him in a, let's do give it. him a hashtag the other thing <laughs> What I noticed in the trailer and the promotional material is they made the decision to not have Fred wear his ascot. Oh, okay, so they're modernising him. They're doing something a little bit different. But then towards the end, there's a scene where he puts an ascot on and then takes it off. Yeah, I just like it was, it was his choice. Yeah, it was like him suiting up. 
But I got to say, for that moment, I was like, well, there it is. Fantastic. Do you know what? For me... Because that was the... The the designs designs are really good for everyone, except Fred, just because he looks different well, and everyone else make... looks exactly correct no is... i was gonna make a point about the design you know the ending and it'll sort and it does a thing where it will show you parts of the movie again but it's mm. just the closing credits and it'll show you other hannah barbara characters hannah barbara characters should i say that don't feature in the movie and there's lots of little easter eggs here but when it shows you bits of the film again it shows you the characters in 2d closing credits and i was thinking that's better looks better that way Scooby-Doo because looks better in 2D. Yeah, oh, okay, no, 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 that's fair. And that's a, I mean, that's a medium choice. That's, that's you know, that's, I, you prefer 2D over over the three, the CGI type animation. Not in general. But the Scooby-Doo. design, like yeah. the clothing and the colour use and what they've got, the majority of them look exactly how they should oh, if they, they were yeah, rendered they do. in 3D. They, do. they look Except like the characters. <laughs> but I prefer, Which yeah. is cool. But I mean, that's, we could this movie just could have been better like we could have just got a really kick-ass scooby-doo movie you know it's like the movie just didn't want to be scooby-doo at all and you know maybe if they had called it something else and and it was still presented as a crossover between scoot like the scooby-doo gang and um you know all these other properties and stuff we're going okay cool this is what they're doing you know just call it something else i know it doesn't really work for marketing but to have Scoob as well, the you've title. Just, you've just answered your question. I mean, that, that's, why, yeah, that's, the that's why Scooby-Doo is in the title. Because imagine if they'd have called it Captain Caveman. You wouldn't know what you're asking for. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Caveman friends. Captain Caveman yeah. and friends. We don't even know if this movie is going to be anything more than just this movie. It's not. <laughs> usually, not. usually we'd get a feel for it though, because we'd be able to see what's happening at the box office with things yeah, going. You know yeah. what they call it, premium streaming or whatever they're calling it, premium VOD. We don't know numbers, so we don't know how well it's doing. But I know I'm, Trolls World Tour did great numbers. I think Troll, like World Tour, is uh, it seems to be a some sort of anomaly because everything else that seems to have been you know because movies are being delayed for obvious reasons because you know studios are like oh we need the box office returns we'll wait this movie this movie will make money we'll hold off and the movies that they're choosing to sort of release on streaming it's almost like they're saying here's sacrificial lamb here's a let's just let's just dump it let's dump it and run We'll, we'll break even it's all good this movie, I think, yeah. is an example of that. And I think you know, there are other ones without name dropping Artemis Fowl, but there's a few others out there. Let's talk but about yeah. the release of this movie then, because there was a big lead in and a big noise made about this being released to stream in the US. They had a big lead in and they really marketed it. And even that last week, it's been announced that it's going to be on HBO Max in the US. So in the US, they're still talking about Scoob. Here in Australia, I was checking IMDb, I'm checking websites, like when is this movie actually going to get released, right? And it was Mm. a couple of days before the actual release day, which was the 1st of July, and I saw an ad on one of the morning shows, and it was a quick TV spot, and at the end, it said available July 1st. I jumped online, nothing. 
And then days leading up to the first, knowing we'd want to do a review for the podcast, I kept looking for it, whether it's Amazon, iTunes, nobody had it coming soon. It was really confusing. I started to think, did TV get it wrong? Like, did they run the wrong date or whatever? Um, TV doesn't lie, we talk But it turns about. out that it was completely <laughs> legit. And it was like, it was almost close to midnight the night before the first. And all of a sudden, Amazon had an ad for it. And then other places, it just, for me, surely you'd think they'd get ahead of it. Like here in Australia, now it's the school holidays. Why they didn't give themselves more of a lead in, it just absolutely baffled how they or why they weren't marketing this movie whether they assumed well it's a kids movie it'll drop people will watch it anyway yeah but normally like they're advertising something and now like if you go on itunes or amazon prime or whatever scoob pops up like you can't you can't avoid it i mean i, just, I was it, it, as you know like uh, a lot of cinemas in australia have reopened um and just with the timing of it all you know, you said July 1st is when we got it, you know, on all these other platforms. It's, that was sort of the same time that cinemas here were opening. I, I'm surprised they didn't say, well, how about just for Australia and maybe some other territories around the world, let's release it in theatres. Give it to it. Yeah. And I've got to say, if, like, I would have paid money to see it in a, in a theatre. I would have been like, oh, cinemas are back open. I feel safe wandering around my city. All good. I'm going to the movies. I'll check out Scoob. I mean, I would have been pretty disappointed, but <laughs> at least the cinema experience would have been would have been nice. Do you but, know what? Yeah. I think we should rate this thing because instead of talking about the movie, we're talking about how it was distributed and how it was made available. <laughs> well, just one last point before okay. I rate it, as we lead into it. I mean, the the ending, I just don't understand. And I don't know if you have a different interpretation with it. You know how Scoob, Scooby-Dooby-Doo gets sucked into like that other dimension and he's sort of stuck there forever and they make a big deal about the fact that it's forever. And then Shaggy's sort of there and he's sad and then suddenly Scooby's back. Did I black out? Or <laughs> was there some sort of plot kind of revelation that made that happen or was it just we need to fix this and have every happy ending so well i just remember yes he found his way back but i think it, it was more about willing to make the sacrifice and then he was able to just come back i don't know i've not got more for you than that this movie's bullshit that's it let's write it <laughs> let's write it <laughs> yeah i think i was hoping for more but at the same time though like again as a kid i did watch scooby-doo it's never really been one of my favourites, and I've enjoyed Scooby-Doo over the years. It's not something my kids watch. You know, I mentioned my two-year-old having a first exposure to Scooby-Doo. I really had to push them to watch this movie in the first place. They weren't interested. Eight and two years of age. No interest in watching this movie, but they sat through it, and they got something out of it, and I thought it was fine. I really did. I was happy to see Mutley return. There's a whole thing. It's that like Mutley had gone. So that was nice. Dick Dastardly and Mutley reunited. I've always been a big fan of Wacky Races. This movie, I'm not going to go back. I really do want to see it. I think the fact that I didn't know where that release date was going to be, I'd be more hyped for it. But it, it, was, it was just fine. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible. And, you know, it did feel like Scooby-Doo at times, if only just for the first 10 minutes. 
<laughs> I can't come in too high on those. I'm going to come in at a 2.5. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, look, I this this should have been just better. Like, not. I mean, it didn't need to be a masterpiece or anything, but it just should have been better than what it was. I have actually enjoyed, you know, some of those 2D director video Scooby-Doo movies. I've, I've checked out a couple. I'll admit it. Like, not even the crossover ones with Batman or or whatever. Like, just a standard, just the Scooby Gang mystery solving a mystery. It's you know, it's Mister Rogers up to his old tricks by doing something. What a surprise! Um, yeah, like watching this, I just you know, I was excited at first, and I really enjoyed that op- the opening credits. I was like, oh, look, see, like there, I was like, oh, they're getting this done. This is cool. This is cute. This is fun. And then it just turned into nothing. It was just really boring. I was pretty bored. Like animation's pretty good, and like you said, young kid watching it, they're probably gonna have a good time. Um, but for me, there was just no other sort of substance to it. The movie just seemed to be wanting to not be a Scooby-Doo movie at all. It wanted to be something else. But I guess that wasn't wasn't what I signed up for. So uh, I want to give it a two out of five for it. Now, I do have a bit of trivia to take us out. Now, there's a few little, I guess, like character cameos in a way, or at least the names of uh, these characters uh, i'll explain a little bit more so that makes sense um you've got christina hendrix playing um a character called officer um i think it's pronounced hefe or jaffe or something like that she's a police officer character um she's actually named after nicole jaffe the original voice of velma um we've also got um adam Sakil as Officer Casey, another police officer. Um, he's named after Casey Kasem, the original voice of Shaggy. Um, Alex Kaufman plays Officer North, another police officer named after Heather North, the second voice of Daphne. And finally, we've got Maya Erskine as Judy Takamoto, who is the proprietor of the bowling place. And she's named after Iweo Takamoto, the original designer of Scooby-Doo. So, yeah, a few little name Easter eggs there for you. Pretty cool. And then there's heaps of other characters that pop up that I don't quite know. That there's a gorilla at one point, but the movie is gorilla, littered. gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is littered with other Hanna Barbera characters. Yeah, just some subtle, and I mean, there's a lot throughout the the end credits, as you said. You know, there's some two D renditions, and there's heaps of crossovers in there. If you've got a keen eye. Um, but yeah, that's it, man. That's it for our review of Scoob. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. If you missed it, Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at The Mask of Zorro from 1998 and Rewind and Review went back 20 years to relive Chicken Run. Be sure to also keep an eye out for our next review, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. We're looking forward to it. Uh, You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon. Bye.